Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Go with me to Mark chapter 11. Pastor uh, texted me yesterday and, at, and told me, you know, that he was going to be uh, busy this afternoon. Wanted to make sure that I was uh, thinking about uh, doing tonight. And so uh, as soon as he said that, you know, I just kind of checked my heart real quick and had the subject of faith on my heart. I had no idea that's what he was going to talk about this morning. But I think, uh, and I hope he's okay with this, that uh, we're not getting competing faith messages here. You know, you can't hear about faith too much, right? And see, after you can tell me whose is better. And uh, now you, you heard the... Uh, the master this morning, you get to hear the student today, tonight. But uh, Mark chapter 11, uh, and we're going to look in the 22nd verse. And I'll just be honest with you before I get started. You know, whenever I, I, I uh, sat down to kind of get some thoughts together, I, I believe the Lord spoke to me real clearly about keeping it real simple tonight. You know, sometimes we, we make things more complicated than it is. And in and, 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 and the way we perceive things and look at things, you got to always remember that the things of God are easy. Everybody say that, this is easy. I, I've got, I've, I meant I should have grabbed it. I got, you know, I remember the Staples commercial years ago? That was easy with a button you hit, you know? And uh, uh, I have, I've got one of those, and, and that was easy. We need to have a that was easy mentality to our approach to God. Never let the enemy make you think it's difficult. The reality is you were born for this. The things of God, the life, the, a life of God, living in Christ and, and functioning uh, the way God functions and really being successful in life, it's easy. We were made for this. And when, when God created Adam and Eve in the beginning, he made them for the purpose of dom dominating, for dominion, for ruling like he would rule. I mean, he made us for that. He made you for that. You, you should be agreeing with that. He made you for that. We need to change the way we think. Because I've, I've been around this for a long time. And, and people think, well, when somebody first gets born again, it's easy then. But after you grow up, things get tough. No, it stays easy. It stays easy. The only reason things get difficult is because we quit approaching things with childlike faith and being simple in our approach. And, and we get bogged down sometimes in the details of things. Details are great, but still the application is simple in our life. And God's got it. And the reality is he's already done everything that needs to be done. We're not trying to talk him into anything. The things we're believing for, it's so simple. He's already done it. He's accomplished everything that needs to be accomplished, that could be accomplished. He's already done it. It is not hard. And you've got to get over, we've got to get over this thing where, where certain subjects and certain things are difficult. And it can be that way in, in a person's life where one thing is simple. Maybe, you know, getting your, you know, believing God for your healing is easy, but then area of finances is a struggle. Or maybe the opposite. And we have this kind of attitude about, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Whereas one thing seems simple, another thing is not, listen, it's all easy. Everybody say, it's all easy. You know, we, we've got to get over this. And so whatever it is that's in your life, whatever it is that you're believing God for, whatever it is you're trusting God for, well, that, that's true. The Lord just says sometimes we don't believe things because we think we're not actively believing God for something because we've already believed that we can't have it or it's too difficult. You need to be stretching your faith. We need to be stretching forward and moving forward and, and reaching out for more. And not reaching out isn't difficult, but outside of the box of what we already know and what we've experienced, right, and what's normal for the human race, we need to reach out beyond that. Why? Because we're made for that. That's who we are. And a lot of times people don't even get involved and believe in God on things because they've already believed a lie that it's too difficult. It is not difficult. 
It is not difficult. I do like Pastor, what Pastor said this morning. I don't remember the, the exact quote, but he talked about being intentional. Do you remember what you said this morning, Pastor? The exact words? Intentional attention. Being intentional is not difficult. It's just being intentional. It, it, it's, just, it's just an attitude. It's just, it's just a way of proceeding. It's really a, a lifestyle of being intentional. If you're intentional, things are easy, right? But you have to be intentional in these things. But I tell you, God will always come through. Amen? So like I said, uh, the Lord put it on my heart to keep this simple tonight. And, and I want to look at a scripture here in Mark chapter 11. You know, this afternoon after, after he, you know, he was kind of dealing with me about that, I was reminded of Brother Hagin, you know, the story of Brother Hagin. If you've not heard the, the story of his life, and um, uh, obviously he was born, he, they, they didn't think he was alive, didn't think he was going to make it, and, and obviously he did. But he was very sickly growing up, and, and uh, at the point of death, at one point in his life, he was bedfast, and, and uh, you know, he had, he had uh, been given up to die, so to speak, and he thought, well, I'm just going to start reading my Bible. And you can go back and listen to his testimony and, and uh, hear all the specifics of how it transpired, but he, he didn't believe he had a whole lot of time left. He thought his death was coming soon, and so he had enough sense that he thought, well, you know, if I'm going to read the Bible, you have an Old Testament, you have the New. If my time is limited, I might as well read the New stuff versus the Old stuff. So he had no, no real training in anything, and so he said, I'm not going to read the Old, which the Old is good, but I'm going to read the New. And so he started in Matthew and just or in you know, the book of Matthew and just started reading his way through. And he was reading, he got to these verses right here, and the simple truth that's contained right here was all he needed to receive a miracle that medical science then couldn't do, and medical science today couldn't do what he needed. You know, we've progressed since, since that time, but we've not progressed enough to take care of what he needed in his life, right? And uh, getting a hold of this simple truth, a simple uh, a truth of God's word right here changed his life. And so I just want to look at a, a little bit of this here just for, just for a little bit tonight. It says, Mark in chapter 11, verse uh, 22, to Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. I tell you what, when, just when you read that from the very beginning, how many know that when we're told something, when, when the scriptures say something that we're to do, we've got the ability to do it? You can have faith in God no matter, it wasn't dependent upon anything else, you can have faith in God. That right there alone is enough for some of you to set you free. You can have faith in God. You can have faith in God. The Young's Literal actually says, have the faith of God. Have the, the faith of God. Have the very faith that God can have. Think about our lives. Think about our situations. Think about the human experience, right? If, if each of us would simply do what Jesus said we could do and have the very faith of God and have, the, have faith in God, right? If we would actually do that, what we could do as a creation, I tell you, there's so much potential in, in the human race. There's so much potential in us. We are not created by accident. He created those that would rule and reign with him, not just be underneath him. We're going to be right alongside ruling and reigning with him. Why? Because we can have the very faith that God himself operates in. That's exciting. That really is exciting. And that's not just for great men of God. That's not just for the Brother Hagans and the Smith Wigglesworths and the John G. Lakes and, and all those men that we look up to. That's for every single, you know, you didn't get a different salvation than anybody else did. You didn't get a difference. Jesus didn't make multiple sacrifices on levels. He made one sacrifice and made one for everybody, right? The faith that Brother Hagan has, the same faith that'll work for you. It'll work for any, if it's ever worked for anybody, it'll work for you. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Amen. Have the God kind of faith. Have the very faith that God himself has. Woo, we can have that. 
So he said, have faith in God, for assuredly, without a doubt, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. Now that's scripture there, and, and we're going to look at a few things, but there's so much here in these verses. Remember, Brother Hagin was reading, and he got to these verses, and he thought, well, th- he, he read it, and he thought, that sounds really good. Does that sound good to any of y'all? I said y'all, didn't I? I am a country boy. He, doesn't that sound good to you all, right? Yeah. He's reading, he said, you know, he's like, if, is this actually true? Have, the, have faith, God, have the God kind of faith. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whoever, are you a whoever? Now, I know these are things we've heard before, but we've heard, the who, we've heard whoever, but you realize you're a whoever. You're qualified. I'm here to tell you tonight, you're qualified for these things. You're qualified. It's got to be more difficult than that. No, you're qualified. It's got, it's got to be some catch. No, you're qualified. You're qualified. If you're whoever, then you're qualified. He's talking to you if you're whoever. You're qualified. Whoever says to this mountain, this, this thing that's going on, right? Be removed and be cast into the sea. It does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He'll have whatever he says. I tell you what, we, we, just because we believe things we shouldn't believe, we have lived so short of who God's called us to be. Do you realize that in, in the ages to come, I, I, don't, I personally believe that how we live then is going to be just, we're going to be living a more, uh, 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 in existence. It's not going to be different than we're living here. I mean, we're not going to function in a different way there. We're still going to be living by faith. We're going to be living like he lives. We're, it's gonna, we've got, whatever we're going to live in eternity, we've had it. We have it right now. The only difference is there won't be sin. There won't be, thank God, yeah, there won't be, sin won't be there, and there won't be, the distractions won't be there. But how many know that the, the thing that produces the, the life of God and the equipment that's necessary, we've got that right now. We've got that right now. Listen, we're not waiting for another day. Teenagers, you're not waiting for another day. Non-teenagers, you're not waiting for another day. Whoever, whatever. Whoever, whatever. Whoever, whatever, whoever, whatever, whoever, whatever. I tell you, I just have the sense that there, there is a call. God is, is inviting us and encouraging us and daring us to step up to the plate and start being a little bit of whoever's and whatever's, right? Start expanding our vision a little bit. Whoever, that's me, and whatever I can have, right? Whatever things you can ask for, when you pray, believe you receive it, you'll have whatever you can ask. We've been given a blank check where God is concerned. Whatever things you desire, you can have those things. Woo. We need to get bold in our believing. Get bold in our believing. Let's get bold in our believing God. Let's get bold in our believing God. Are you listening? Get bold in your believing God. I'm saying to myself, let's get bold in our, our believing God. Let's start naming, or you mean name and claim it? Absolutely. If God's word says it, let's start calling it out. Let's start going after those things. Let's start doing it. it. Jesus paid too great of a price for us to sit on what's been given to us. He's paid too great of a price for us to sit still and do nothing with or limited what limited amount with what he's given us. 
Whoever says this mountain be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he, that he says will be done, believes that he receives, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you, de- you ask, you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You know, like I said, this is a scripture that Brother Hagin read and he got to this and he stopped right there. He said, well, that's what it says. You got a choice. I got a choice to be. Am I going to believe this? Am I just going to keep right on reading? Or am I going to go after what I need in my life? He got a hold of that. He was healed from that. Raised up. Simple truth. Simple truth. That same simple truth will work for you. Amen? That same simple truth will work for you. I said that same simple truth will work for you. It'll work for you. Yeah, but Pastor, I'm waiting for some deep connection. No, you're made for this. I'm, I'm, what, what's, what's the key ingredient? There are some things we have to do, but you got to realize it'll work for you. This is yours. This belongs to you. The money for the parking lot. Whatever things we ask, when we pray, believe that we receive it, we will have those things, Right? Does $100,000 bother us? $100,000 shouldn't bother us. It shouldn't bother us. It's just money. Right? It's just a number. Well, there's not that many of us here. Does that matter? Jesus went fishing and paid for taxes for the whole crew. We got to think bigger. Whoever says this mountain be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You just want to look at a couple things. Mark chapter 11, well, I'm, I didn't read this earlier, but I'm going to read this to you. Mark eleven twenty two, the Amplified, uh, going back to have the faith of God. And, and this is good. I, I should have written this up closer. But Amplified says, uh, and Jesus replying said to them, have faith in God constantly have faith in the God constantly intentional have faith in God constantly being intentional being intentional now there's a lot of ways to look at the subject of faith and and we won't get into a whole lot of details but uh, but there is a faith in God but there's also other faith that comes from other things there there are beliefs that come from other places you've got to be intentional about what you're believing that's why God's word is so important because it's putting the only thing that produces the faith of God in you, right? It's coming from God's word. Other things want to rob that from you and put faith expectation for something else in your life. He says, have the faith of God consistently. The uh, Young's Literal says, uh, have, have faith of God. Uh, uh, the ba- or, or, yeah, Young's Literal, have the faith of God. The Babel, Bible in basic English says, have God's faith. So we can have those things, amen? But Scripture 24 says, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. And I just want to mention this. This believe you receive is something that trips a lot of people up. Remember, these things are simple. Do you realize you know you live? If you, anybody ever ordered anything offline? Right? I've heard, I heard a rumor the other day that they're closing down the Oaks Mall. I don't know if that's true or not. Anybody else heard that? They're closing down the Oaks Mall, that Shans has bought it. and, and Huh? 
That's ha- it's happened. So Shans has bought the Oaks Mall, and, and so it's closing down. Well, one of the reasons is big online retailers like Amazon have come in, right? And, and you order stuff. I mean, we got something delivered today to our house. I mean, we don't even buy toilet paper at the grocery store anymore. We buy our toilet paper from Amazon. That's sad, isn't it? So, but, I mean, things come from we order things. If you've ever ordered from Amazon, you know how to believe you receive. You know how to believe you're, if you've ever ordered anything from Amazon or from eBay or anywhere else online, you know how to believe you receive. Remember, this is easy. You do this stuff all the time. When we ordered the toilet paper, right, it, we believed it was ours. We did something, a transaction was made, it belonged to us. That was our toilet paper. We've been waiting on that toilet paper to come, Right? We didn't run out and buy other toilet paper. We had enough, right? I mean, we had plenty, but we, we didn't run out out of fear, right? We didn't run out and buy some out of fear. Why? Because we ordered some. We believed we received it. It doesn't say believe that you have it in your hand at that moment. Believe you receive it. When you pray, when you ask God and you believe you receive, you believe that a transaction has taken place and now it belongs to you. Do you have to have that toilet paper in your hands or on your behind, right, to know. <laughs> Is that too gross? I mean, that's what it's for, right? I mean, do you have to have it in possession to believe you receive it? No, it's yours. When you bought it, it's yours, right? I remember, you know, uh, uh, I bought, uh, before we went to Africa, you know, Pastor, I, I got on eBay for him, and he wanted a pair of noise-canceling headphones because that's what I use when we travel to flush out all the noise that's going on on the plane. And so he was looking for a pair, so I bought him some off of eBay. Well, we bought those, that pair of headphones. A transaction has been made. I was looking for that. I was going to my, I was checking the, the status on it. When's it coming in? Because it's mine right? And I, I expected it to be there. I was actively looking for it. We were making plans. We quit the search for new headphones. Why? We'd already bought a pair of headphones. They were ours. We, we weren't looking for anything else. We weren't worrying about it, checking out. We'd already, we've already made a transaction. We believed we received it. Anything you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive it. A transaction has taken place and you'll have the, they'll show up, they'll manifest in your life, but you believe you receive it. This is so easy. What is it you're believing for? You just got to believe it's yours. It is not difficult. It is not difficult. Just convince that it's yours. Hey, man, did I have any proof other than an email from Amazon our toilet paper was coming? Nope. Well, did they send me a video in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the warehouse of them packaging up my toilet paper and sticking a label on it? Did they send it? Nope. Did they send me, you know, did, I, did they call me with the driver's name? Roger's going to be at your house with your toilet. Did they do any of that? No, I just simply had a receipt. I just had a receipt. Well, you got a receipt right here. You've got God's receipt right here. You've got his word on it. I had Amazon's word on it. I believed it. Dear Lord, can't we believe God more than we believe Amazon? Well, it's not that easy. It's absolutely just that easy. It is 100% just that easy easy. We can stop right there. It's just that easy. It's just that easy, y'all. I said, Lord, said, keep it simple tonight. This is not difficult. Believe you receive it. Let me find my place again. Now, one thing it does mention, it talks about saying. I just want to mention for a minute about saying. Mark eleven twenty three. so for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. 
The one thing that we must do is make sure that we are putting action to our faith. And the number one area we do that in is what's coming out of our mouth. I've learned this about, about, about this. Uh, 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 your, your faith, your words that are coming out of your mouth, they will, they will keep your faith steady in your life. They'll even produce faith in your life. If you'll confess God's word over you, you faith will begin to grow in you. The ability to believe that when you pray, it's yours. Why? Because you're confessing it. You're speaking it over yourself. He says here that whoever says, he mentions saying numerous times. I say to you, whoever says this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, does not doubt in your heart, but believes those things which he says, he'll have whatever he says. The problem is we say too many things we ought not be saying. You can't say God's meeting your needs, but then talk about how your needs aren't getting met. You can't say that you're healed in your body and yet, and yet go against those using an opposite for, a force of faith, right? Going the opposite direction, saying that you, you're, you're, you're getting older. This stuff just happens as I get older. I guess this is the way it is. No, it's not the way it is. You can have whatever things you say, amen? I want to look at a couple of scriptures. Go over to um, uh, 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 Mark, the fifth chapter. I just want to look at a couple uh, examples here. Mark chapter five. Your words have power. Remember Proverbs 18 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Your words have power. What's coming out of your mouth has power. Mark chapter 5, uh, we have the story here in 21, it's almost Jairus, and, and then we have uh, uh, where the story of verse 25, the account of the woman with the issue of blood. And I'll start in verse 25 first. It says, now there's a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. And has suffered many things from many physicians. She spent all she had but was uh, no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she became, came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Notice faith, Pastor taught this morning, but faith comes how? By hearing, right? She heard about Jesus. There's a reason why this only takes up a few, a few verses in the Bible. It, did, it didn't go into all this detail. She heard about it. It didn't say she had to hear it a thousand times. Now, hearing a thousand times is good. But it says she heard about Jesus, so she came in behind the crowd. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him and, and the crowd and touched his garment. Why did she do it? First, she said, if I may only touch his garment. Notice she's making a declaration here. I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garment? But the disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to find her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, not scared of Jesus, but in awe of, of him, right? Knowing what had happened to her, came and fell behind before him and told him the whole story. He said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. She heard something and she simply started saying things. Remember, this is easy. What are you saying in your life? What are you feeding on? What are you allowing yourself to hear? I'll never forget, you know, my, my grandfather, granddaddy passed away, right, well, actually right before Mia. Mia was born, so he would have loved her because she was been, she was real, she's honorary, so... Don't look at me like that. He'd have loved her. He, he had an ornery streak himself. But, you know, I remember he had Parkinson's disease, and, and it's a horrible disease. And had Parkinson's disease, had it for many, many years. And of course, you know, all of my life growing up, I don't really remember my granddad other than having Parkinson's. I mean, as long as I can remember, he had Parkinson's. And I remember my parents, you know, would, would uh, uh, 
buy him things. Of course, you know, my granddad was uh, a minister in the, in the church of God in, in younger days. You know, it's interesting, the other day I was thinking about that. Total side note, he was a, he was a pastor in Newberry. No, he wasn't a pastor in Newberry, but he was from this area though, right? Yeah, he's from Newberry. Isn't it interesting how God sent us back to where, and my grandmother was from High Springs. I've often thought, why in the world did God send us to High Springs? Well, this is where our family was from. That's interesting, isn't it? Never question why God does things. There's a reason for things, right? Huh? What? Oh, Grant, that's what's wrong with her. She went to First Baptist. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> as a kid, yeah. But I never remember my granddad being healthy. I mean, he, you know, I, he was always, you know, uh, had physical issues. I remember him, he always had tremors and, and um, you know, he was always taking medications for these things. And I never remember my, my grandfather uh, walking healthy. Living, I just remember him always having Parkinson's. And, and I know my parents, they would often buy him. I remember you bought him uh, 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 Christ the Healer. I remember seeing it at his house. Now, I'm not speaking critical of him. He's in glory. He's, enjoying, he's been enjoying life now for 12 years, and he wouldn't trade it for anything else, you know, and, and uh, he, he's, he's having a blast, right? But I remember, I remember them giving him Christ the Healer, and I remember Granddaddy putting it on the table and never touching it again. Gathered dust. But I also remember every time I went over there, there was every news article, every, every pamphlet that came out from the, from the Parkinson's Foundation or whatever it was called, Mayo Clinic. Every time I went over, there was something, and he was always telling me some new study, some new thing they were working on about Parkinson's disease. Every time I went over, he was always telling me something. Here's the thing. We need to make sure that, that this is what's being first in our life. This really is easy, but you got to be intentional. We live in a culture of information. There is so much information out there about whatever's going on in your life, right? About the problems, the dangers, what's happening. You've got to be intentional. It is easy, but you got to be intentional to do it. It's not difficult. You got to, had my grandfather just turned those things off, not read them all the time. Now, I'm not saying you don't go to the doctor. You do what the Lord tells you to do. But you understand there's a difference between feeding on that and not feeding on God's word, Right? Where what the doctors are saying, which thank God for doctors, is more real to you than what Jesus shed his blood for. Right? We, we, we have to make sure that, that in this day of information, especially, that, that we're feeding on what God has said about us. And having that truth be real in our life. Listen, your situation, and maybe it's financial. Maybe, maybe, maybe you've gotten yourself into a mess, and maybe bills are coming in, and maybe it looks like I can't get involved with the parking lot. I can't even pay my, for my house payment. I can't even do this. I can't even do that. Okay, I'm not saying that, that you ignore those things. I'm not saying that you give your house payment to the church, you know? I'm not saying you do that. What I'm saying is get into God's word about what he says about your situation. Be intentional about what you're looking at and then make sure you're saying the right thing. I never once remember hearing my granddad say anything about being healed, about God working in his body. And when he did, it was always, if it's the Lord's will. There's always, if it's God's will attached to it. Well, if it's the God's will, I mean, I don't remember that too many times, but it was a lot of information about the disease and what's going on, right? But I never remember a word of faith coming out of his mouth, a declaration of faith. Like I said, I'm not being critical, but we ought to learn from these things. 
you know, they say Parkinson's, you know, at least he used to tell me. He, he would tell me these things all about it. When I, I, went, I don't know if you realize this. Every time I went over there, he would tell me his stuff because it was, it was hereditary. He would say, well, it's, you know, it's got some, there's hereditary. I don't know if it is or not. I don't know. But, but he would say, you know, there's studies. Maybe they found something else new. I don't know. He's saying, you know, it's, it's hereditary. And, and so don't eat peppermint. And actually, I still don't eat peppermint today, really, but, but I don't really like it. But he said, don't do this. Don't do that. You know, because, you know, uh, my, his dad had it, right? Or who, somebody else had it was your dad, your granddad. Okay. Well, he said it was hereditary, and if you're prone to it, then, you know, you might have this as well, so don't do this, don't do that. How many of you know, I had to make a decision a long time ago. I'm going to either believe what he said, get afraid about it. That's faith. If I buy that, that's faith. I'm exercising the, the wrong kind of faith right there. I'm believing something and moving in another direction. That's not the God kind of faith. It's natural human faith. It's, it's, it's the devil's report, Right? And, I'm a, and, and, and I know he meant well, but I had to make a decision. Even as a young man, a teenager, I had to make a decision. No, I will never have Parkinson's disease. I will never have that disease. I don't care if it runs in families. It's not running in me because Jesus paid the price. I, was, I didn't just think it. I said it. And, and for, I remember we would go over there, he would talk to me about it, and I would have to be intentional, answer the things he said with what God's word says about me. I would be intentional about, nope, 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 I, I will never have this. Have you ever been in a situation where fear tries to get a hold of you? Anybody ever had fear try to get a hold of you? You gotta answer that thing. You gotta answer that thing. When a report comes, you gotta answer that thing. It's not difficult, but you gotta be intentional. It's not difficult, but you gotta be intentional. And every now and then, that even now, every now and then, even as an adult, 45 years old almost, every now and then I thought I'll see something on TV and I thought, come, well, granddaddy had that number and you, nope, 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 I will never, you do the same thing? Yeah, nope, not me. I'll never have Parkinson's disease. I say I'll never have cancer, right? The devil tried to take them out. He ain't taking me out. I'll never have it. And when the enemy tries to tell me that and a thought comes like it comes to all of us, we got to answer those things. It's not difficult, but you got to be intentional. The Bible talks about taking every thought captive, right? Every thought captive, every thought captive. I'll tell you what, the devil's tried to tell you a bunch of stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, you, you've answered those things. Yeah. Woo. God's at work in you, brother. Yeah. Every thought captive. Every thought captive. This is not difficult. Bob, every thought captive. Every thought captive. How did Kendra make it through? She took I didn't hear one time Kendra talk, woe is me, when she was when, when the enemy tried to take her. I didn't I never heard it one time. Huh? She wasn't gonna take it. She wasn't gonna take that. This is easy. This is easy. If it comes to finances, when Steve made the crazy deal and bought the eight plex he shouldn't have bought, right? Y'all remember that story he talked about? He, she, he got himself in a situation. God can get you out of that situation. Well, I made a mistake. This is my lot in life. No, he said, I made a mistake. Lord, forgive me, but you're, you're my provider. He started speaking life over that situation. What are you saying? What are you saying? I know recently the Lord's been dealing with me about watching the things, every, every little thing, watching it. And not that it, not, not, you know, just to be careful, because I don't want to put anything, I don't want to put anything out there, right, that doesn't line with what God says. Because I'll have whatever I say. I'll have whatever I say. You read the story of Jairus before this one, the one with the issue of blood. 
Look in verse, verse 23. Of course, you know, he had a, his, uh, uh, his daughter was sick, and so they, he sent for Jesus. Verse 23, and begged him earnestly, saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Notice he's making a declaration. Come, lay your hands on her that she may be healed, and she will live. Come lay your hands on her and she will live. Of course, you know the rest of the story after the woman with the issue of blood passed on you know, and, and she was out of the way. He was on his way and people came and started telling uh, uh, Jairus, listen, don't trouble Jesus anymore. Your daughter's already dead. What did Jesus tell her? He said, don't be afraid, only believe. Right? Why? Because Jairus has already declared something. He'd already said something. Like I said, I know this is simple, but what are you saying in your life? What are you saying in your life? Maverick, these, these folks, they watched, their, they watched every word that came out of their mouth. They were intentional about what they, they stayed up. Yeah, they knew what the doctors were saying because I talked to them. They knew what the doctors were saying, but they had, a, they had the first word on what Jesus had said, what God's word had said. Whew. An impossible situation. God turned around. God did just what he said he would do. Imagine that. Praise the Lord. Go over to Matthew. Actually, go to Luke chapter 7. Luke, the seventh chapter. Is this all right tonight? I say, well, Pastor Greg, I don't know if I'm there right now. Well, that's all right. We got, we got good news for you. So I don't know if I'm, I'm quite to that place yet. I, maybe, maybe you've been yielding to the wrong thing a little bit. That's all right. Now, this is uh, uh, Luke chapter 7, verse 1. This is also in uh, Matthew chapter 8, but Luke chapter 7 gives us a little bit more information. It says, now, when he concluded all the sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. And a certain centurion's uh, servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he, the centurion, heard about Jesus, he sent, his elders of the, uh, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. So notice he's heard something. He's got a hold of something. He's heard about Jesus, so he took some action, sent his, the elders there to go, to go to Jesus, have him come heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying uh, uh, that the one, uh, the one who, uh, for whom, um, and when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this thing was deserving, for he loves our nation, and he has built us a synagogue. And Jesus went with them, and, and, and uh, went with them, and uh, Jesus went with them, and when he, when he was already not so far away from the house, the centurion sent friends to him saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Now, it's always struck me as interesting. He sent his servants to beg that Jesus would come, but then as Jesus was going, he said, don't come. Don't, don't worry about it. You ever thought that was a little strange? I mean, if I were Jesus, I might have been a little annoyed. Well, you told me to come. I'm on my way. Now you tell me not to come. Brother, I got things to do. But he was on his way, right? And so then he called up. He sent his other servants to listen, don't come. He said, uh, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Verse 7, therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and my servant will be healed. Now, it's interesting today, the Lord reminded me of this because sometimes we find ourselves in a place where we think, well, I just don't know if I'm right there. I'm there yet. This man heard about Jesus but didn't, felt like he had to have Jesus right there. 
But as he was meditating on what Jesus had done, his faith began to grow. And even in the time where he sent his servants out, before they even got there with Jesus, he had already developed beyond where he was when he sent them out. Now his faith had grown to his ability to trust, had developed to the point, you don't even need to come anymore. All you need to do is say the word and my servant will be healed. What's my point? Listen, no matter where you are right now, you can grow. No matter where you are right now, you can develop in your faith. It goes on to say that, you know, uh, 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 his description or whatever, he, in verse 80 says, For I am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes. And I say to another, come, and he comes. And my servant, do this, and he does it. What is he saying? He said, listen, I know my words mean something, and I know your words mean something. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around the crowd and said to those who followed him, I say to you, I have not found so such, or such great faith, not even in Israel. What was this? What was the key? The man realized that there was something. He knew there was power in his words. His words, but he also knew there was powers in Jesus' word. Just say the command, my servant shall be made well. But he said that. He made a declaration. He didn't just have other people say, he said that over his own life. I want to encourage you, make sure you're speaking life over your situations. You can have faith in God. You can have the very faith of God. You can ask whatever you want. You can have whatever you want. If the word promises it, you can have every bit of it. Make sure you're speaking truth over your life. Speak life over your situation. Speak life over your body, your family, your, your finances. Speak life over these things. Amen? Like I said, you know, Lord, Lord I believe laid on my heart to be simple tonight, but there's a, lot, there's a lot of truth here. Our words are so valuable. Speaking truth of our situations. Amen? Everybody stand up. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Thank you for the opportunity to come together tonight. Oh, thank you, Lord. Our, wor our words are powerful. Hallelujah. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Hallelujah. So we choose to place uh, 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 our tongues and put them in the right direction to line up with what you have said in our lives. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you that we can have these things in our life. We can have whatever we want. We can have whatever we want, Father, that lines up with your word. It belongs to us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Father, I ask you for your help, each of our lives, Lord, to begin to make sure that we're recognizing these things. In even areas where we've had a habit of saying the wrong thing or a habit of thinking wrong or a habit of, of, of looking at it wrong, Father, I ask you for your, the Holy Spirit. He's our guide. He's our helper to come alongside of us and direct us in these areas, prompting us. Not, you should, don't, don't, don't say that. Say things in line with what I'm saying. Father, when we begin to do that, Lord, I know the answer is sure. It belongs to us. Father, we thank you for it. I ask for it, Lord, in my life and our lives. Father, I thank you for grace and help in this area. Father, I believe these things are simple. Father, I believe these things are simple. I believe these things will work for me. They'll work for any person who'll just simply go after it. In simple childlike faith, Lord, just simply put it into practice in their life. Hallelujah, Father. I thank you for it. Hallelujah. In the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus.
At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.